Hi, it's David here. Thank you for listening to The Leader. If you're enjoying the show, please do subscribe. That sends a message to podcast providers that we're a program worth listening to, so they tell more people about us. It makes a really big difference. Thank you for your support. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. Fleeing France, the holidaymakers trying to get out before quarantine begins. Our first thought was, how do we get home? <laughs> how do we get home in time so that we don't have to quarantine? Can we change the ferry? How much is it going to cost us? Abigail Thomas is one of those dashing for the channel. We also have advice from the Evening Standard's Naomi Ackerman. Hand. What the government are trying to do here is to try and revive London's powerhouse economy, get it going again, but at the same time not allow the virus to come back and to surge again in the capital. Deputy political editor Nick Cecil as Chancellor Rishi Sunak makes a plea in the newspaper for Londoners to get back to the office. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, chaos at Calais. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. With a deadline of 4am on Saturday, an estimated 150,000 British holidaymakers in France are racing to get home before new quarantine restrictions descend. Roads towards the ferry port in Calais have reportedly been clogged with cars with British licence plates. Eurostar tickets sold out in the early hours. Late on Thursday night, the government said it was adding France to the quarantine list after a spike in coronavirus cases. Paris is threatening reciprocal measures. Well, among those dashing for the ferry is Abigail Thomas, who's in a car near Calais with two children aged four and eight, her husband's driving. Abigail, thanks for speaking to us. Where are you at the moment? We are currently in the car, heading towards Calais. Um, We were actually due to sail home on Sunday morning, so we're literally, we're sort of 24 hours um, out, really. Uh, We don't have a ferry booked because we can't change anything online, so we're just going to turn up and fingers crossed. 
and already having had the holiday cut short, now in a car with mum and dad heading across France to catch a ferry. How are the children taking all this? Um, I don't think the little one understands because he's only four years old. I think Nina understands because she's eight and I have explained to her um, what will happen if we can't get on the ferry in time. And what will happen, Abigail? If we can't get on a ferry to get back before the quarantine, um, then we're just going to see what the process is when we get to the UK border. Um, With it being a ferry and not an airline, I'm not sure what the process will be, as I've only had uh, information from other people that have been on on aeroplanes. Um, obviously, if we have to quarantine and fill in the forms, then we'll have to abide by that. How much would a 14-day quarantine affect, especially you, actually, Abigail, because you work in a hair salon, you've only just recently reopened, and you were probably looking forward to the restrictions in that area being further eased tomorrow. That must be frustrating for you. It's very frustrating because... Obviously, we've missed out on a lot of work over the past four months and we're just getting back into it, but things are still not normal. We've had a very busy period followed by a very quiet period and we're just going back into the busy uh, period again, so we will miss out on that. So it will just push everything on another couple of weeks again. So having been quiet and obviously away for the past two weeks, it will mean that we'll go quite a long time without any income. But we're just really hoping that we can get home um, in time. Thanks, Abigail. Now, the Evening Standard's Naomi Ackerman's been covering this story. Naomi, why has the government made this decision? Well, it's not really that complicated, I guess. The decision has been taken because Boris Johnson has said that they're going to be completely stringent on not letting the virus back into the country through you know, to our airports, people coming in. Essentially, uh, Department for Transport officials this morning said that data from France shows that over the past week, there's been a 66% increase in newly reported COVID-19 cases and a 52% increase in the weekly incidence rate per 100,000 of the population. Um, So that indicates a sharp rise in infections in France when they were saying that yesterday it came out that we're sort of maybe levelling off. It's not completely clear, but that was the idea. The Transport Secretary Grant Shapps said that the government decided to take a practical approach to new restrictions and they just had to make a cut-off point at one point and it happened to be tomorrow. The new quarantine conditions are also applying to travellers returning from the Netherlands, Monaco, Malta, Turks and Caicos and Aruba um, because the Joint Biosecurity Centre and Public Health England have detected a significant change in the COVID-19 risk in all those destinations. Now, the last time this happened, it was with Spain and there was virtually no notice whatsoever. The quarantine restrictions just suddenly came down and if you were there, then that was you. This time there's more than 24 hours notice but it turns out people are still struggling like abigail who we just heard from in the podcast because it's not that easy to change your travel plans at short notice it's completely left as you've got to somehow make your own way back and if you and it's going to cost you however much it costs you and yeah i mean some of the people we spoke to this morning were pointing out exactly that they were saying 
if the government's going to make these announcements, why are they not putting into place arrangements for travel companies to say that tomorrow when we have people have to get back, you're not going to hike prices? I mean, a one-way flight from Paris to London has reached £455 this morning, and the Eurostar's a £210 one-way ticket. I mean, if you don't have a huge amount of reserve cash in the bank, which at the moment people don't because they're terrified of losing their jobs, and that you know, you've know you gone on holiday for a really nice break just to somewhere like France, which isn't exactly, you know, it's a very normal holiday destination. We're not talking about people flying to Turks and Caicos. They're being faced with huge price hikes and you know, people are being, people are questioning why the government hasn't done more to protect people. And there's clearly a lot of uncertainty among potential holidaymakers, not ones going to places like France, but other destinations. They're wondering, should I still be going on my holiday? And where's that going to leave the travel industry? Completely. So people are really cancelling plans. I mean, I personally have been affected by this, which I didn't put in our coverage, but um, I was meant to be going to Amsterdam next Friday, just for five days for my friend's 30th birthday. And we have had to cancel that because my my other friend that we're traveling with, um, his partner, she's a doctor and NHS workers really can't just work from home to two weeks after they quarantine. So again, we're going to lose hundreds of pounds for an Airbnb deposit. And there's just nothing you can do because that's just what is happening because they take a service fee. Um, and I think the travel industry, the latest ONS survey, which came out today as well, that was looking at the social impacts of the pandemic has also shown that one in five people have already cancelled their plans based on the quarantine list, plans they'd already had about their holidays. So the, the, the impact on the travel industry is going to be huge because if people are not going to spend their money in those tourist destinations, if people are then too scared to book a holiday going forward because they think, I'm going to lose out on hundreds of pounds, it could have a huge impact. So what kind of advice is there for people who find themselves suddenly caught in a country that's now on the UK's quarantine list? So the Foreign Office has said that Um, it's not actually necessary to come home immediately if you're coming back from somewhere like France. They're saying that you just have to isolate when you get back. I mean, there's a lot on news websites. There's a lot on places like Money Saving Expert that will tell people how to help with travel insurance because that's another thing that people are suddenly getting pulled. Um, The Foreign Office isn't actually offering a huge amount of assistance. It's not like a repatriation flight situation. People can stay in France. They can come back here. It's just that when you come back, you have to then self-isolate for 14 days. So I think the government, it seems very much is seeing as updating our advice based on the latest scientific information. And it's up to you to then make your own way home and decide as an individual whether or not you want to quarantine, go and quarantine or just not go at all. And I think some people appreciate that. And I think others are probably thinking, I just want to know if I definitely can go on holiday or not. And I think it looks like the consumers are going to have to bear that risk and the impact on the travel industry is yet to be seen. Next. Cases of new infections are low compared to uh, some other parts of the country, particularly the hotspots. So they're hoping that confidence will build that people can go back safely in greater numbers to work and out socially. Nicholas Cecil, why Rishi Sunak's asking Londoners to get back to work. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Speaking exclusively to the Evening Standard, Rishi Sunak issued an appeal to millions of Londoners to do our bit and revive the capital's economy. The Chancellor is urging more people to return to offices or other workplaces and head out to restaurants, pubs and bars, as well as get back into shops. Our editorial column agrees. It is thanks to the restraint and sacrifice of Londoners that the pandemic is easing its grip on the capital. But months of lockdown has left restaurants, hotels and theatres starved of normal spending and many are struggling to survive. It is welcome then that the Chancellor Rishi Sunak has said we need to start driving London's powerhouse economy forward. The urgency cannot be overstated. It will not be easy, but the capital has a long history of bouncing back. Someday the centre will be bustling again. We should make that happen sooner rather than later. Our deputy political editor, Nicholas Cecil, is with me now. Nicholas, the Chancellor has spoken to the standard just as the UK heads into a recession. This is an appeal with urgency, isn't it? We've got schools going back in September. And so uh, I think the, the government are trying to get people in the, the right mind frame to get out a bit more socially, but also get to go back to work when schools go back in September. Does it make a big difference to London's economy if people go back to the office? It, it does, certainly. If you look at the figures, um, uh, the ec economic downturn has been particularly harsh on central London because so many people are working from home, tourists are staying away, and other people just aren't heading into town. If you look at uh, hotel occupancy, in July, uh, that fell to 22.8% which is the worst uh, record according to this STR survey. And that compares to 74.8% last year. So there have been huge falls in London's hospitality industry, in uh, some retail sectors, also in central London. Some of the language that Rishi Sunak's using in the, in the paper today almost makes it sound like a patriotic duty. He's talking about thanking people for their patience and spirit and sacrifice and how London's shown typical resilience. Yes, well, certainly London um, was very hard hit by the first wave of coronavirus. But actually, the, the numbers of cases of fatalities also fell very sharply in London because I think many Londoners actually responded to the call to socially distance and to try and f fight the virus. But the lockdown also caused huge economic harm. And what the government are trying to do here is to try and revive London's powerhouse economy, get it going again, but at the same time, not allow the virus to come back and to surge again in the capital. Yeah, and that's also something that's clearly on Rishi Sunak's mind because he's talking about people still being alert to coronavirus as they come back. We should go back to the office, but we still need to take care. Yes, well, that's certainly 
one of the problems in in london is that so many people use public transport to get to work or to go out socially or to go and see friends what the government have been advising for example schools minister nick gibb has been urging pupils parents and teachers to consider if they can get to school um, or get their children to school by some other form of transport rather than using the bus the tube trains so, for example, if if the school is a few bus stops away f- f- from where someone lives, parents and, and pupils are being advised, can that journey be made by walking or cycling rather than jumping on a bus, given that some people will have to take that bus, therefore those who can avoid it are being encouraged to do so. This does seem to be the problem for the government, though, that the advice they gave at the beginning of the pandemic has been, as some people have said, too successful and getting people back out of the houses is the is the bigger problem that that, that is a challenge um ministers are certainly hoping that people will have a change of mind um and certainly in london at the moment cases are low compared to cases of new infections are low compared to uh, some other parts of the country particularly the hot spots so they're hoping that confidence will build that people can go back safely in greater numbers to work and out socially um, but uh, I think there's an acceptance this is a gradual process and you can read the Chancellor's comments in the newspaper or online at standard.co.uk where you'll also find our live blog giving you all the very latest breaking news that's a leader we're back on Monday at 4 p.m.